Welcome to Decode Your Burnout, the podcast where we crack the code on burnout based on three primary factors, your programming, environment, and personality. We also feature experts who debunk the myths about what it takes to be successful in their industry and spin those tips to fit the workplace so you can optimize the way you work. I'm your host, Dr. Sharon Grossman, a psychologist turned coach, author, and burnout expert. If you're burned out and want to go from exhausted to extraordinary, book a free breakthrough session with me by going to bookachatwithsharon.com. And if you want to see how you're doing and what to focus on next, download the burnout checklist. You'll find the link in the show notes or go to bit.ly forward slash check your burnout. Now let's get started. Hello, Decode Your Burnout fans, and welcome to another episode with me, Dr. Sharon Grossman. Today, I'm joined by Suzanne Monroe, who's the founder of the International Association of Wellness Professionals and director of the IAWP's Holistic Wellness Coach Certification and Training Program. After experiencing career burnout in conjunction with a familial health crisis, Suzanne had a wake-up moment that led her to discover her passion for holistic wellness and her purpose of helping others. Now she aims to help people reawaken their purpose and find a career they love. Last year alone, she's helped reach 11.5 million people with the message of holistic wellness and living a life you love. She's also the author of Live Well, Dream Big, The Ultimate Guide to Becoming Your Best Self and living life on your own terms, and the podcast host of Live Well, Dream Big. Suzanne, welcome to the show. Well, hello. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here and connect with your audience. And thanks for having me on the show. Of course. Yeah. It sounds like you have some very good relatable experience that I'm sure our listeners will benefit from hearing, which is part of why we have you on the show. So why don't you start us off with basically a depiction of what happened to you that led you to burn out? Well, sure. I loved, I'd love to share a little bit more about my story as it relates to burnout and career burnout. And, you know, you say, oh, you may have some things that people relate to. I, it's interesting because I think so many people are facing, you know, career burnout today. And there may be some gems in the story that people can relate to. But for me, it goes back to a very young age because I really always grew up with this question of what do I want to be when I grow up? And of course, every kid wonders that question and people ask them that quite a bit. But it really was something that I just always hung on to. And it partially was because I didn't really have the answer. I didn't know what I wanted to be when I was going to grow up. Right. And maybe I still don't know today. I always joke, but I, I didn't know. And so I really just followed the formula that was taught to me, that was passed down to me from my parents, which was you go to school, you get good grades, you go to a good college, and then you get a good job. And that basically is success. Right. So I followed the formula, you know, uh, dutifully, and I end up in my first job, which was at this fast-paced consulting firm in Chicago. And I was, I thought I had the creme to the creme of jobs, right? Because this was something it was like, I was making more than most of my friends who were graduating and everybody saw this as kind of a prestigious consulting firm. Yet on the very first week of my job, I noticed that my coworkers were sleeping under their desks. Oh my thought, God. Okay. 
this is, yeah, this is crazy. And That's at the normal. time, I'm like, the thing is, right? First job, you're thinking, well, maybe this is how it works out there in the big wide world, right? So that was kind of frightening. And it really was a part of the company culture that you just gave everything. You worked really hard. And in fact, one day I, I saw my boss wearing his pajama pants because he had slept the night at work and he was on his way to the bathroom to brush his teeth. I was like, okay, oh, no. embarrassing, <laughs> right? So I was thinking, okay, is this normal? But basically you had to kind of follow suit. And I was just working these extremely long hours. And I was also traveling internationally, which meant that you not only worked these long hours during the week, but you also worked on the weekends because you had to fly to your location. And then of course you had these time zone changes. So I was really building up for a burnout in a sense. And I remember being in Argentina on this project. I was a couple years into this firm. And we had been staying up night after night to like two or three in the morning. And finally, by like the third or fourth night, um, it was like two o'clock in the morning. And I just, I mean, I couldn't, I literally physically, mentally couldn't do it anymore. I think I put my head down on the desk and I said, I got to go. <laughs> yeah, I'm out of here. I can't do this anymore. And I think it was such a pivotal moment for me because it wasn't just that I couldn't do that project anymore, but I really couldn't do this job anymore. And I couldn't do this lifestyle anymore. Right. So we all, I think, have these sort of like rock bottom moments that are kind of these wake up moments and they cause us to say, okay, I got to do something differently. And uh, that was kind of the beginning of, you know, my journey in the corporate world and really how I faced career burnout. But I'll tell you this, I, I went on to other positions and I still was really struggling. The, the environments were still similar, right? I was still working these really long hours. There was really no balance. And so I started kind of blaming other people. I was blaming the culture. I was blaming my boss. I was blaming my coworkers, right? And starting to feel really stuck until I finally realized this is on me. No one is coming to save me, right? This is my own responsibility that I have to care for my own self, my own burnout, my own career path, and I have to make a change. So it's interesting just kind of how I went from job to job. And while they were different experiences, I was still kind of faced with the same thing. It is really interesting. And I'm glad you, you're sharing this because a lot of times when people feel burned out at a job, as you did, the immediate solution that pops into our head is if I just quit this job and I go somewhere else, everything will be great. <laughs> except, that, I was thinking. <laughs> except that you take yourself wherever you go. And so if you're the one that's kind of contributing to the equation, and sometimes we do so unknowingly, right? We have our blind spots. We don't really see what our part of the journey is. Then you find that you've made all these changes and you've tried everything and you're still in the same place. And that's where I think people end up feeling really stuck because they're like, I did everything I know how to do and I'm still struggling, right? Like what gives? So yeah. that's where people start to have these escapist fantasies, right? When I talk to people who are burned out, they talk about, yeah, I went on vacation and I didn't want to come back or I imagine myself retiring and just like living on an island with my dog, you know, like yeah. these things where it sounds great, but then you also know that on the other side of that is you would be totally bored and then you'd be seeking something because it's, it's if you're like a super high achiever, which most of the people that I work with and who listen to this show, I think are, you can't go from doing as much as you do which is what perhaps is leading to some of the burnout to doing nothing 
and being totally okay with that. I think, I think there's something in the middle that is a healthier place of balance to, to use your word, um, which is probably the, the better solution than to go to the complete other extreme. I mean, I think you bring up such a good point, especially for your listeners who are like, they're high achievers. They're, they're doing amazing things in life. Like, yeah, they're feeling burnt out, but they're not ready to like give it all up. And I think that's where we go to these extremes sometimes when we're thinking about our opportunities, right? We think it's either, or I either stay here or I totally quit. And I think what happens is we do, we go to these extremes. So it does, it ends up leaving us stuck rather than starting to open up to possibilities and opportunities. And oftentimes these possibilities possibilities and these opportunities really don't come into our, our purview until something happens in our life, until something really big happens, like what I call a reevaluation moment. So for me, I ended up having a reevaluation moment because while I was really facing career burnout and I was really stuck and I really wanted to get out of what I was doing, I wasn't happy with what I was doing. I wasn't able to really make that change until something happened in my life, which is a crisis, which you kind of mentioned in the intro, this familial, um, crisis that we had in our family, which was my husband at the time was diagnosed with an incurable illness. Okay. So here I am stuck in a career burnout. And then all of a sudden we get this information, right? And so what that led me to do in my personal life was to really become the researcher, really become the coach, go on to really support him and try to figure out what we were going to do over here. And something about that journey really ignited this passion for me. So for me, it was this passion into holistic wellness because that became the path that we went on. And so, but it also became about understanding that I could, that there were other things I was passionate about, that there were things that could really light me up and I didn't have to stay stuck. I could carve my path into something new, but none of that would have, would have happened had this horrible crisis as it appeared on the outside, um, had that not happened to me. So it became this reevaluation moment. And I'll say this, I think over the last couple of years, we've kind of faced this almost like global reevaluation moment with everything that's happened. Right. And, um, a lot of people are, are kind of like hitting the pause button and waking up and saying, wow, that was like so much, even from this, it was like traumatic for me, or this really changed so much in my life that they actually hit pause. And they said, what am I going to do differently now? Like what's really important to me? So these are the types of moments where we have these opportunities to, to reevaluate and then kind of course correct and decide what we're going to do next. And that's just, uh, I think exactly the point is a lot of times we do feel stuck, not necessarily because we don't have options, but it's that we don't have the clarity. We don't know where to go from here. And um, as a matter of fact, I work with a lot of male executives who are in their late fifties and they're, they've got this pipe dream, as you, as you like to say, um, to retire when they get to roughly the age of 60 and um, their only issue is they've been grinding for so long and they know they want connection and peace and more freedom in their life, more of that flexibility, but they just don't know what it looks like. And so I think for a lot of people, it's just that lack of clarity that's missing. And so I'm curious, cause I know one of the things you do is you help people arrive there. What is, what is kind of something you would say to somebody who knows what they don't want, but don't know, don't necessarily know what they do want, how to get there. 
Yeah, I love that. Um, so I had that formula I was following kind of passed down for my parents, right? You go to the good school, you get good grades, you get the good job. I had yeah. to basically come up with a different formula. And I think this is a formula that really people can kind of start to play with if they're really stuck in that position that you're talking about, where they're like, really, what am I meant to do? Or what does this look like? And I call this now my alignment formula, because it's all about really getting in alignment more with your purpose, getting in alignment with really your soul's path. And it comes down to kind of three parts in this formula, instead of the good grades, the good school and the good job, it's really about your natural natural talents, your passion, and your personal story. So your natural talents are basically anything that really comes easily to you. Like those are the things that people are always saying to you. Okay, Sharon, like this is what you're really good at, Dr. Sharon. You're just like amazing helping people. You're amazing at interviewing people, right? These are the things that you're like, people have told you probably even your whole life that you're really good at. Then there's your passion. These are the things that you could just pass hours doing. There's this really great quote out there by someone named Kristen Mertz. And she says, we lose ourselves in the things we love, but we also find ourselves there too. And I just love that quote because it's so true. When you pass hours by and you're like, oh my gosh, five hours just went by. What the heck happened? That's probably where your passion is. So what are those things, right? And if you're like that corporate executive that you're talking about and you don't know what that is, you probably haven't carved out enough time for yourself to play yeah. in that space, right? So there's this imbalance. You've got to give yourself a little bit of that space to see what that is. So you got your natural talents, you got your passion. And then finally, there's your story. And this is what really brings it all together. This is kind of the greater meaning that that really makes it more about the individual experience. It makes it personal to you. And just kind of as an example, because people are like, okay, that sounds good, Suzanne, but how the heck does this play out? I'll just give you the examples for me. My natural talents, uh, well, let me tell you, my passion, first of all, as you already kind of described as this whole area of holistic wellness, right? I've been uh, practicing holistic wellness for the last two decades and training and certifying coaches across the globe in holistic wellness is just absolutely a big part of my life. And of course, I found that passion through the personal journey that I went on. But um, my natural talents, which are, are a little bizarre, I say, but I'm really into creating systems out of information, right? So you can have all this information out there in the world, but like, how do you actually apply it to your life? And for some reason, the way my brain thinks, it likes to put things into systems, okay? So that's my natural talents. That's my passion. And then my story really became about knowing that I could carve my own path, right? Because when I went on that journey with my husband at the time who had the incurable illness, right? We had to really carve our own path because at the time we were told, Hey, th there's nothing you can really do about this. This, this is kind of the end of the road for you. You know, there's really no solutions and good luck. So we were really faced with, okay, the traditional route's not going to help us. We have to go this non-traditional route. And in doing so, we saw, oh, when we carve our own path over here, this actually turned out pretty good. So it informed me on my own journey. Hey, Carving my own path actually is safe. Carving my own path is like an okay thing to do, right? So anyway, you combine those three things together. And today I'm the founder of an international association, the International Association of Wellness Professionals, where basically we support people to carve their own path, create their own careers as holistic wellness coaches using our proven system. So you could have never told me at the time that like... I would be doing this, right? But you can see with that little formula, it's not going to just, you're going to think about this formula. It may not happen for you right away, but if you start exploring those three components of the formula, I truly believe it's going to help guide you to getting more in alignment with what, it's, what, what it is you could do and what you're meant to do. What I love about your story is how you organically arrived at the formula based on your life experience. And I think it it's also a story that gives people hope when they have reached that dead end, right? Because the formula that they've been following or they've been told is the only formula actually doesn't have any solutions for you that you can actually 
carve out a different path for yourself. And, and that's the kind of message that I think a lot of people who are burned out really need to hear. So thank you for that. Now, I know that you have uh, three myths that you're going to debunk for us. So what's the first one? Yeah, I, lo- I love that you do these myths on your show because I think it's so important, right? Because people are kind of going around with like these limiting beliefs or thoughts in their heads or things that they think this is the way it should be, right? And I just want to say a point about that. These are oftentimes uh, beliefs and, and stories that were just passed down to us, like uh, my family had passed down to me. And it's not to place blame on everyone, but it's really about rewriting your story. It's really about saying, okay, what do I truly want to believe? And so it's super important, I think, to have this conversation. And the first myth is that life is happening to you, to you not for you. And I really like to think in the total opposite, that life is actually happening for you, not to you. This is kind of a philosophy we embrace in our um, coaching community because we're always going to be faced with challenges, right? There's always going to be challenges that are coming our way. And we can really stay in those challenges and feel stuck and feel like there's no way out. But if we start to put on this new lens that life is actually happening for you, not to you, that even when we're in those challenges, we can start to look at things a little bit different. And I always like to say, find your calm in the crisis, right? No matter what's going on around you, whether it's in your personal life or in your career or whatever it is, there's a moment where you can find some calm and space and you can see what is the opportunity here, right? Because just like my story, I could have thought this is the worst thing that has ever happened to me, whether it was my career burnout or what was happening to my husband at the time. But somewhere in that, I saw that there was something happening for me. And I think this is just really important for people so that they can start looking at these stuck moments and these challenges a little bit differently. Yeah, that's really, really powerful. Um, I think also so much of it is a mindset shift because when you think that you're just the victim to your life circumstances, it's very disempowering. And when you talk about life is happening for you, it very much reminds me of the story that you shared that you went through with your husband, where he got this really challenging situation and it opened up all these opportunities for you guys. And it's like, you would not have been in this situation where you are today. And you would not be doing the work that you're doing today. Had you not gone through that? Absolutely. And I see this every single day with the coaches in our community, almost every single person, whether they realized it or not, and realized that life was happening for them, not to them. They came upon some sort of crisis in their life, whether it was a health challenge or career burnout. And it, it got to the point where they had to make a change and they they went for it. They made the change. And that really became what moved them forward to decide, hey, I'm going to do something different. Uh, different with my life, right? And so this is something that actually is actually always happening. It's always happening around you. And so if you can kind of open up to this lens, I think you'll start to look at life a little bit differently. Yeah. And I often like to think of burnout as a breakthrough moment where you can really take a step back, look at your life, reevaluate what you're doing and why it's not working. And then you have an opportunity to do it differently in a more meaningful way that, as you say, aligns with your values better. So that's great. What's your second myth? Well, the second myth is that all stress is the same or all stress is created equal. And I totally think it's the opposite of that. Not all stress is created equal. And I want to share a little bit about that because first of all, um, people um, are experiencing stress and it's kind of building and they're thinking like, okay, I'm on the path to burnout or maybe they don't even realize it. 
but just recognize that some amount of stress in a moderate amount is actually good for us. I mean, it actually boosts our brain's performance. It actually gives us energy. It helps us to be a little bit productive, right? If we didn't have stress, we would probably be like bored, I think. I don't know. Um, so we have to have a little bit of stress, but what happens is we kind of start to get addicted to it. And we kind of start to think like, this is the way things are. And we keep building more and more stress. Okay. And then it becomes bad stress, right? So there's like good stress and bad stress. The bad stress is kind of like this overall heightened state of stress that's going on for too long. And it really starts to leave us worn out. And if it persists, that's what can lead to burnout. Um, and the way I like to think of it, I know for myself that if I am having some good stress and I'm getting things done, but if I'm pushing too far, all of a sudden I start to realize, I see this little picture to remind myself of the energizer bunny, right? The energizer bunny is like going, going, going. And that's really not who I want to be. I don't want to be the energizer bunny who's like going so much until the battery runs out, right? And so I have to kind of remind myself, but I will say this, when you get to burnout, the energizer bunny has gone. The energizer bunny is no longer there and you can't do anything anymore. You literally you can't go on. For example, one of my, in one of my burnout situations, I literally couldn't get out of bed. I was, um, I just couldn't get out of bed and I ended up being diagnosed with shingles and adrenal fatigue, wow. right? Because I couldn't do any more. Um, and so we really have to address our stress. We have to kind of care for the stress as it occurs. We don't want it to build up in the body because if it does, that's, what's really helping, uh, or causing or leading to, to burnout and, one thing I always say is you cannot just put a Band-Aid on burnout, okay? I think so many of us are doing things in the day-to-day -to, -day to be like, oh, I had a really stressful day. I had another stressful day. I'm starting to feel burned out and I'm going to put a Band-Aid on it. And there's good Band-Aids and band bad Band-Aids, right? The good Band-Aid might be, okay, I'm going to exercise or I'm going to eat healthier to kind of care for myself. Nothing wrong with that. That's great. The bad band-aid is I'm just going to numb out to, you know, Netflix or drink a bottle of wine. So these are all kind of coping mechanisms. And believe me, I'm, I'm in the holistic wellness field. I definitely think you should be exercising. I definitely think you should be eating as well as you can. But if that's the only thing you're doing, you're not looking at the root of the problem, you're probably not going to be able to solve your burnout. You're not going to really get to the place where you want to be. So we really have to take more of a holistic approach. Look at the interconnection of everything that's happening in our life. Uh, this is something we call wellness 360, but this is where you look at everything in your life and see how it's interconnected. And it's very individual. So like Dr. Sharon, you know, if you had burnout and I had burnout, like we both have different reasons why we're having burnout. The same solution is not going to work for you. That's going to work for me. Um, so that's, you know, addressing the stress is super important and understanding that not all stress is created equal. You're totally speaking my language. <laughs> And that's exactly what we do here on the show, right? Is where we actually created this podcast specifically because people do burn out for different reasons. And I don't think that gets spoken about enough. I think there's these kind of universal remedies that you can find on Google about what to do when you're burned out. And um, I think because we each burn out for a very different reason, we have to have more customized solutions for recovery. Um, and so I, I appreciate everything that you're saying. And what's your, what's your final myth that you're going to debunk? 
Okay. The final myth is that finding your purpose is a pipe dream. And you know, the reason I say this is that I watched my family. They just, they were in careers and jobs that it really wasn't their purpose. It wasn't what they love, but there was really never this idea of like, Hey, go find your passion in life. You know, that's not really a possibility uh, for you. That's not really something you should be thinking about as you're going out there in the world. So I think we all kind of grow up and then go on and get our jobs and think like following your purpose is kind of a pipe dream, but I'm here to say it is not a pipe dream. I think we all have the opportunity to really find out what our purpose is and follow our soul's work. And it can look different for everybody, but it really starts with identifying your personal principles. Okay. We can't really go on and find our purpose unless we know what we really deeply care about. And that's what personal principles are. They're basically things that you deeply care about. And, you know, it's like, if the world was ending tomorrow, like what is most important to you? It's like, you know, what are you going to grab out of your house? Right. It's probably not your things. It's probably not all the things that you've acquired that somehow equal success to you. It's probably the things that matter matter most to you, you know, you're your family and your pet and, you know, who knows what. Um, so it's different for everybody, but I do think it's really important because you know what we spend, I think that the, the statistic is like 90,000 hours at work over a lifetime, 90,000 hours is like a really long time. Right. Yeah. And if we're not operating from a place of our personal principles, wow, that is a serious waste Wait, of a lifetime. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we sure. got to figure out what we care deeply about. And I'll just say this, Dr. Sharon, like, my personal principles, just as an example, I have, I have many of them, but um, kind of three uh, that come to mind. One is, again, wellness. This has been my passion for the last two decades. It's a part of my personal and professional life. Family is another one of my personal principles. I, I have 11-year-old son I love, and my, my husband, of course, and our extended family. We spent a lot of time with family. And then the third one, which kind of ties into all of this, is freedom. But I've really kind of adapted the word a little bit more in the last year or so to sovereignty. Well, what is sovereignty? You're like, okay, uh, sovereignty, you know, you think of like kings and kings, kings and queens, they had like rulership and they were sovereigns. And it's really about self-sovereignty. Okay. And to me, self-sovereignty is being able to listen to my own truth and act from there, listening to myself and my inner voice about what I meant to do next, rather than all the other voices that are out there. <laughs> and that's hard to do because there are a lot of voices out there, right? Whether it's uh, your family, whether it's social media, the news, there's a lot of people and things coming at you that oftentimes are telling you, their version of success, their version of life. And we've really forgotten how to listen to ourselves. So just as an example, those are my personal principles, but I highly recommend carving out like a little bit of time just to start thinking about your own personal principles and then looking at the rest of your life and saying, does this match up with what I deeply care about? Because I think for a lot of us, we'd say, if we're on the path to burnout, it really doesn't. How I'm spending those 90,000 hours does not really match up with what I deeply care about. And that's where there's a real opportunity to start shifting things. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And based on what you shared as well with your story, um, you know, having that formula given to you versus figuring it out for yourself makes a, a really big difference. Because as we know, what works for some people doesn't work for others. And so we each have to go on our own journey and tune into our own values and our sense of purpose and what excites us in the world and, and have that be the driver for us rather than all of these conditions that are put upon us. So Suzanne, I really appreciate you sharing all this. Now, um, I know that you have a book and we will definitely include the link to that in the show notes. But in addition to that, if somebody's listening to this and they want to get in touch with you, where should they go? 
Well, I'd love it to share kind of a special gift for your audience and they can go to superpowergift.com. And when they get there, they're going to have an opportunity to take a special quiz. You won't find it out there anywhere else on our website or anything like that. You have to go to superpowergift.com and you'll be able to take a quiz to identify your career superpower. And this is really perfect for people in your audience who are facing burnout right now and they're feeling trapped in the job, like you said, or they're really trying to find out what they're meant to do. And it's going to give you your sort of your, your unique profile. It's going to show you how to really use that in your current career, but also give you different options for how this could apply to other careers. And here's the really cool thing about your profile is that once you get your unique type, you'll see how this applies not just to your career, but all areas of your life, whether it's your relationships, your health, um, everything really. So I encourage people to uh, go there and take take the quiz at superpowergift.com. Fantastic. And I'm sure people will be really excited. We all love quizzes. So I know I do. That's why I made a quiz. (laughs) Of course. So that's, that's awesome. So I I really want to take this moment to thank you so much for being on the show and sharing your gift and your story with us. I think it was definitely very valuable um, in so many ways. So Mm. so I appreciate all of that. And um, in closing for all of you thinkers out there, what did you think of the show? If you are a feeler, how did hearing this make you feel? And for all of you doers out there, what are you going to do based on what you've heard? Now, regardless of what your personality code is, my goal is to spread the word that burnout is a unique experience. And by decoding it, you can find solutions that are equally unique to you. Help me spread this message by subscribing to the show on Apple or Spotify and leaving us a review telling us what you think, feel, or do differently because of the show. And if you're watching us on YouTube, you can leave me a comment below or questions to answer in future episodes. And please recommend the show to anyone struggling with burnout. If you are ready to take the next step with me to DYB, go to decodeyourburnout.com and I'll see you right back here next week. Take care. Bye.